0: Hello, it is September 20th, 2022, and you're listening to the Gridiron Fantasy Football
1: Podcast. you say you
0: Welcome to another edition of the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Huck Breeze, and I'm joined here, as always, by Scott Sheddig. Scott, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I mean, I'd be doing a little better if I wasn't 0-2, but I'm doing pretty good. How are you?
0: I mean, I am i am 2-0 and in, in the league that we are in together. Uh, I mean, yes, cheers to that. Hey, what are you drinking? Cheers. By the way, we haven't done a "What oh. are you drinking?" in a while.
1: We really haven't. It's, it's true. <laughs> uh, I'm actually having a little uh, Tito's with a little orange juice and body armor. You know, so I'm, body armor's in there to stay refreshed and uh, right, Right. Little after work know. delight. Cool. Exactly. What about you?
0: Uh, I, I'm just going with my huge the Mountain Dew. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to uh, you know indulge on a Tuesday. Uh, you know, those are for weeks when I when I lose. Um, now
1: is it a regular Mountain Dew? I know you're hmm. always posting these like specialty mountain dews that I've never seen before. I've never even heard of these most of the time.
0: Yeah, Major Melon. Um for those who don't know, I I do have a passion for mountain dews and I collect mountain dews and I've gone down the rabbit mm-hmm. hole of how mountain dew variations and flavors you know, around the country, and how they have contracts with different convenience stores. You can only get certain ones in certain regions of the United States and worldwide. Um, some are discontinued. Uh, I know it gets crazy. You know, they're selling it. it there's, like, there's a
1: real Mountain Dew market out there. <laughs> there are.
0: They're selling like unopened pitch black, which was, ran from like 2013 to 2019 for like $200, like an unopened can. Just, a just old, imagine old you're like scan. making
1: some back alley deals, you know, like, hey, I got the stuff, you know.
0: <laughs> Seriously, no, there is a huge market for for Mountain Dews uh, that have been discontinued. You can't find them anywhere. Uh, there's some from back in the '90s and stuff like that. The the like, I, I'm telling you, the market for like sodas and nostalgia of the '90s and early 2000s, the early Halo mountain dew stuff where they paired up with halo that stuff's worth a lot of money but anyway i'm not gonna i can do a whole two-hour podcast on mountain dew and collectibles and stuff like that uh but but we won't go there but yes major melon uh major melon zero is 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 good stuff
1: oh watching the weight with the zero that's nice
0: oh it just doesn't like regular sugar is too much for me i can't drink anything full sugar like at all I, if I drink a Coke, it would make me sick. It would make me like, oh, that's just too much. Even the Gatorade, I do Gatorade Zero, like all that sort mm. of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm addicted to the aspartame, the fake stuff. Mm. I know people have said, uh, you know, it gives you a higher chance for cancer. But I, I feel like those those statistics, you know, might be misleading because we don't have enough research on it. But anyway, again, um, let's get into, into uh, you know, what are you watching? What's what? What is filling up your time that's non-football uh, in in these these past few weeks?
1: This past few weeks, and I guess one of the main reasons I'm indulging with a drink is tonight's the finale of Bachelorette. I'm mm. I've been watching. I'm a big Bachelorette fan. They've had two Bachelorettes this season. Jesse Palmer's been the uh, host. He is about as bad at being a host as he was at football. He's the worst. Um, but, you know, watching them ask these ladies like, oh, how are you feeling for this? and Just like, I don't want to fucking talk to you. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty funny about um, the finales tonight. So I'm excited for that. And then other than that, just been honestly been comparing uh, Rings of Power to House of Dragons lately in my mind. Yeah. Um, and I'm really, to me, watching both of them before the season, I would have said House of Dragons, but Rings mm-hmm. of Power. I think it's yeah. just a much superior show.
0: Absolutely agree. Uh, I, I think Rings of Power has really uh, stepped up their game as far as their storyline. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that this last scene with the with the elves when they're when they're imprisoned and they were made to cut down that tree and it was really like, you know, heart wrenching for them. I thought that that was very Tolkien esque, and that's what I'm looking mm-hmm. for something to continue that. That Tolkien-esque uh, storyline, something that makes you feel like this is Lord of the Rings. This is something that's really, like, legitimate and something that that follows in what I would think. And there's all kinds of opinions out there of what people think that J.R.R. Tolkien would think would be good for a series um, to continue his storyline. I think that personally, this is you know, this is a, a good representation of that. But yeah, I really enjoy. I, it's not to say I don't enjoy House of Dragons it's good i just thus far i think they're trying to play into what made uh the previous series so good whether it be incest or or you know bloodiness or or you know children slaying adults or i don't know whatever and it's not i don't know it it, just, it, it it hasn't really gripped me yet. I watch it every yeah. Sunday, but it's not like I'm looking forward to it for Sunday nights. It's just something that's like, well, okay, I got to watch that.
1: Riddled me this. If it had nothing, no ties to Game of Thrones at all and was just its own fantasy show, would you even give a shit?
0: Uh, I would probably binge it. You know, once I, it it's would... done, like
1: later? Yeah, like, once the season's I would over, yeah, binge
0: it. And I, I could do that. I wouldn't, like, right now I make it either a Sunday or a Monday, uh, depending on the Sunday night game, a Sunday or Monday tradition, where Sunday night, Stephanie and I will sit there and watch House of Dragons. If if I didn't have that Game of Thrones history and the tradition of Sunday nights, I know you used to do this long ago, where mm-hmm. you'd have wine and a charcuterie board and all that sort of stuff. Like, if I didn't have that sort of tradition for watching that show on Sunday nights, uh i this season in particular i probably wouldn't do it you know
1: yeah i just i just feel like they're they're hanging on to that as much as i can but not um, bad yeah we, not the best yeah yeah you know that the the actresses like they're about to speed everything up and right which is yeah. something they already did i i feel like in like from they, three they filmed a lot of things that they skipped over they like the the children being born the king and the chick get married Mm -hmm. they filmed a few other things that they already skipped over and you think about it like in the original game of thrones those were whole episodes Yes, those are that was like a huge thing and now there's like oh yeah by the way this happened and that happened uh that's first did you like him because of dawn and then uh you, you know when the guy went to go kill the crab guy they tried to equate that to the battle of the bastards
0: yeah no that's yeah. Th- not the same, not on the same level. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I enjoyed it, but uh, it should have been a microcosm in what should be a very long season or very long storyline. Yeah. I- anyway, anyway, let's get into some football. Let's uh, let's talk about, I know you're own two. Okay. And it's not something you can't come back from. And you know that, I mean, we've seen own two teams come back and win championships we've seen owned two teams. Uh, do really well maybe not in the nfl as much but in fantasy you're definitely not out of it all you got to do is make the playoffs that's the goal take it week by week um be better than you know the majority of or the half the other teams in in your league and you're in and there's always a shot so my question and that i ask myself all week is and i want to ask you this question when do you give up on a player so when when the vultures are swirling after an 0-2 start when do you give up on a player especially a highly touted player that you had confidence in literally two weeks ago when do you give up on him if he's not producing the way you want him to
1: it's situational i think you know it depends on their matchups like do they just have really bad matchups the first couple weeks Um, do they have someone else like a bad quarterback turning the ball over around them things like that I don't try to think of it as giving up on a player i think of it as you know what are you getting in return because i don't i'm not giving up on them if i'm getting good value in return for them i'm just i'm just exchanging my value i still because i still believe that that player could do well for the other person it's just that well right now i need to make moves i need to make changes and gain points in other ways and i can't wait around for that person to Hopefully, get back to pro- to their you know to prime and and really start playing well again. I don't have the luxury of that at O and two. Uh, you know, if you're two and zero and you want to put them on your bench and start someone else, hey, you got you have that luxury. That's fine. Isn't
0: that by definition though taking an L? Like, yeah, you don't think that they may be productive later, but I don't believe in enough or believe in them enough that I want to wait for that. I mean, if you if well, that's gotten, what I'm saying. The luxury
1: of being two and zero, you could like stash them for your play- playoffs yes. later, and hopefully they come back and are playing ba- better later. Because now you're kind of thinking ahead. Whereas right now, I have to live in the moment, or else I'm dead. Because zero and two isn't necessarily a death sentence, but zero and three kind of is.
0: True. I, I, I mean, yes. So we're working within the confines of a 14 week regular season. A lot of uh, different leagues do different ways of 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 doing it sometimes they face everybody once sometimes they face everybody twice you know whatever uh 10 teams leagues might might do 13 weeks and the playoffs 14 15 16. us personally our playoffs are 15 16 17. um so i think the magic number that you have to get to to make the playoffs in our league and i've done some pretty extensive research on this um, is seven seven wins is is guarantee very few times you get to six uh you're in and if you're eight, you're definitely guaranteed. So right there at seven, that's the number you got to shoot for. Um, if you're 0-3, then what you're saying is that you have to go seven and four the rest of the season. Not, It's not not possible at all, right? Uh, but but you are definitely fighting an uphill battle. So, And I'm not saying that you took an L on the trade we made. So let's fill in people just in case they didn't know. On the trade we made, you are disgusted. And again, we're in a two-quarterback league. You were disgusted with the performance of Matt Ryan. Rightfully so. He looked terrible against the Jags defense. Uh, that got torn up week one by Carson Wentz. He looked terrible uh, in week two. So you got rid of Matt Ryan, Najee Harris, who was noticeably underperforming, uh, Foy Aluakon, Who's a pretty prominent IDP guy, on. yeah? And uh, Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. who's definitely been overperforming, didn't get targeted until the fourth quarter last night, so did not show anything different. Um, I gave you Jared Goff, who I think I believe is quarterback five as of right now. Uh, I gave James Robinson, who's had two really productive weeks 10 plus points in both those weeks especially which is great for running backs right now (laughs) right romeo Dobbs, uh who for me was uh you know somebody that is in a crowded wide receiver room i think i've talked about this every podcast who would you like to have on the packers offense trying to get the to manifest the romeo Dobbs to happen and i watched the game on sunday night and it's like he's in on half the plays and it they, he are, they a, just mixed. he
1: dropped a big pass to. No, he was a, big, He was. He fell. He, he, I think. Yeah, he slipped. But there's another pass that he was just on the wrong page. It's. Yeah, they. He's they, still young.
0: He's still young, but you see a lot of Lazard, and Watkins, and Cobb, which makes me want to throw up. But they won the game, and and it's it, it is what it is. And I gave you Cole Holcomb, who's the middle yeah. linebacker who I really like. Uh, I think he's been top 10 idp every year every full year he's played since uh 2019 when he was rookie anyway so really on that naji harris was the big one mm-hmm. that you took i believe with your second pick right yes i believe so and I, trust me when i got him i didn't get him because i thought naji harris was a buy low because I fully believe, mm-hmm. just like you fully believe, Najee Harris is not playing at 100%.
1: Right? No. I'm watching both the games. He's, yeah. It's, you know...
0: He's probably playing at like 90%. Maybe. Maybe even less. 80%. I mean, even then, he's missing holes. He just lo- It doesn't look like he had the same burst. And maybe it's just the offense as a whole, but it's not the Najee Harris we saw last year with Big Ben. So... Honestly, in by definition, you gave up on Najee and you took a loss because you took a guy that I picked up as a free agent, a guy I traded Cooper Rush for, and a guy I picked uh, I think round fifteen with James Robinson, and my fourth round pick. So I mean,
1: but you're you're also. You're still living in the preseason. if that's the way you're thinking. That about was two it. weeks like, ago. I don't. yeah, that was two weeks ago That's what I'm saying. Like Najee being my second round pick, you know, play like it, and I'll care. right. Put points up like it, and i'll I'll give two shits about you. I was, I mean, I was getting offers for Naji for the past week, and honestly, you you hit me with a trade offer at the right time. Like yeah. the other time people sent me trade offers, I was working. I was doing something, you know, I was doing chores around the house, something. Because I was in in my right mind, I was like, I need to get rid of Naji. I just need to make it for something good. Um, I think we both won and lost in certain areas. I like,
0: I don't disagree. I think that you know it's so it's it goes into the conversation. What I'm talking about is when you give up on a player. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you lost by any means, because I think that you did well for yourself. You're right. If Naji doesn't show up for the next two to three weeks and you are one in four, you are in huge trouble. And if you're trying to get rid of him at that, his his stock has plummeted to absolutely nothing, and you're not going to get anything exactly. out of him. Uh, so you got to make a business decision. Say, hey, you know, how much is Najee worth to me? Do it, am I going to move him and and whatever? Um, so so yeah, I immediately got rid of Najee as well. I got him in a deal for Tyree Hill, but that's besides the point. Um, how do you turn?
1: But, oh oh, I I just saw it. That's. That's a bad that's a bad trade.
0: Yeah. Najee
1: that? Harris and That's a terrible trade. And Najee uh, Harris and Adam Thielen for Tyree yes. Kill and Kenneth Walker. Yeah.
0: I I immediately dumped Walker. I think Kenneth Walker is Yeah, yeah. You right just now. you
1: just you traded a very subpar running back and a forgettable droppable wide receiver for Tyree Kill.
0: I don't know if Thielen is droppable. I think that he does still play in a good offense, but he is definitely dropped in in, in ranking and and somebody that would qualify to me as a wide receiver four. There's
1: free yeah, agent yeah, receivers, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Like someone receivers. to fill in for a bye week. That's that's really it. And, and obviously a week good to week, week or two might find someone else.
0: A good week or two would yeah. get him wide receiver three status. I mean, we're talking about Adam Thielen, who in the past has been a wide receiver two, and it's not like Kirk Cousins is been terrible. Yeah, he just had a really bad week this last week and didn't. Really yeah, he just had it. a bad week. Yeah. Okay, so this brings us into this discussion. And I tried to make this kind of bachelorette themed. Okay, this would you? We're going to do a, a category. Would you dump them? And a category. Would you give these guys a rose? And I'm talking Ooh. rest of the season, right? Okay.
1: Ooh. Oh, it's full commitment. They get the full engagement. Full
0: wow. commitment. Okay. I mean, if you're going to give them the rose, then yeah. Yes. yeah. So, they so yeah.
1: Yes. I don't know. No guys are ready to propose this season. I don't know if you've been watching.
0: I I honestly have <laughs> not. I wish, you know, that I had the time, but there's a bajillion things to watch every single day. Maybe know. maybe in this next upcoming season. Um, All let's, let's start with Kyle Pitts. Would you dump him?
1: Yeah, Kyle Pitts stinky. He's stinky. <laughs> he need to put some deodorant in those pits. I mean, it's just it hasn't looked good for him. He's got over two games, he's he's got what ten targets total, and out of those ten targets, he's got four receptions, thirty-eight yards. Like that's yeah. really bad. And both both play scripts were different. In the first one, they were up for a while, and then they lost the last second to the Saints. And in the second one, they were down for a while against the Rams. So it's like whether they're up or down, he doesn't get the ball. Like yeah. that's that's really bad.
0: It is, and and it does not help that. The coach came out and said this is not fantasy football i hate like i hate that i can't stand that when coaches Whoa. come out and do that that this is not fancy football well you know the 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 person asking that question in the, in the media did not ask that question i mean yes so you have a lot of people who who play fancy football it's a big business now but they're not asking that question purely based on fancy football what they're asking that question is this is by far your best offensive player this is a guy you took fourth overall over jamar chase over all these prominent uh you know, the quarterbacks and all this sort of stuff you believe him to be a great tight end and you are not featuring him so i know it's not fancy football but if you want to win you might want to feature your best player um so my opinion on whether to dump him or not is I would not. I think that that is a, even if you're 0-2, I think that's somebody you're going to build around going forward. Not injured, okay? As far as I know, he's not injured. He's still the most talented, probably, person on the field when they're on offense, okay? Uh, you're coming up on Seattle this week on the road. I think this is a really good test to see what Kyle Pitts can do. If he comes out flat, doesn't get more than five targets, six targets, then we're talking about, not not bust, but we're talking about somebody that you may try to get as much as you can for somebody who still believes in Kyle Pitts and try to move yourself forward because you're probably going to be 0-3 because you probably spend top three pick on Kyle Pitts. He was very highly touted. Uh, I still, I have Kyle Pitts in a couple of my leagues. I still believe in him. I think that he is... Going to get his at some point. I think the game flow thus far, uh, Drake London had a good week one. Week two, they faced the Rams, not an easy uh, tight end defense. So
1: it just scares me what you said about the head coach. That just screams ignorance to me. Like, dude, the guy wasn't asking about fantasy football, the guy's asking you why you're playing. You're being a, <laughs> you're playing your best players out there and go. All right, you you just run out there and do nothing. Meanwhile, the rest of us are going to go this way. Could Daryl Hodge? It's so bad. Like yeah. they basically are going into the second year with zero plan to get their best player of the ball. And if if you're going into a game like that, not featuring your best players, you're playing to lose. You're you're going out there and hoping. Oh, Mariota's got it. Mariota just he'll he'll win the game for us. And if that's your thought process. You're a fucking idiot. You need to be fired, man. Like before the season ends, don't even waste, uh, what's his name? The Arthur Blankman's time man. poor old guy dresses too good to be fucking watching that crap football. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, they, they're feeding the balls to Darrell Hodge. And I understand if teams want to focus in on Kyle Pitts every, every, uh, every game you got Drake London. Well, on the other side, he was your first round pick. I mean, he's there's great. there's
1: ways to game plan it. There's ways there's ways to get him the ball if you want to get him the ball. They're they're just they're not even trying.
0: Right. Even trying. Exactly. I like I said. I think against Seattle coming up this week. I think this is a good time to really feature Pitts. See what he can do. See if he can come out and uh, and really produce for you. Otherwise, might be time to talk about moving him. All right. How about Joe Burrow. I know you have strong opinions on Joe Burrow. Is he somebody you dump? No, I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't dump Joe. I think Joe's just having a little bit of a slow start right now. He had that uh, was an appendectomy uh, surgery in the middle of preseason, so you know nice. he's you know he took some time off. I think he's just he's just taking a little time to get back to it. Uh, the biggest thing with Joe is you know I mean he's got something like eighty pass attempts in the first two games you know that he's always going to be the guy. And especially in a league like ours with two QBs, that's uh, very important to know that your quarterback's never going to be replaced. But even in other leagues, uh, you know, if you want to go back and get someone for a week or two until he gets back to his A game, that might be something you want to do in one quarterback leagues, I'm saying. But I wouldn't dump Joe Burrow at all. I I think he's going to come back strong. It's just taking him a little bit of time. He's still got Jamar Chase there. No one's really hurt. Um, So I, I wouldn't dump him.
0: So, I mean, it depends on what kind of league you're in, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I think that in ours, we play in a two-quarterback league. So Joe Burrow was a pretty pretty highly touted pick. He was a first-round pick. So at this point, while he still has some kind of value, uh, I would try to move him. I would try to dump him. And and the reason why is there's a a, bl- a list of things I go by when evaluating a quarterback or evaluating a player at, you know, separate positions, the top one for me for quarterback is going to be injury. Are you playing injured? Are you a hundred percent? Number two, though, is the O-line. If the O-line is not giving you the time you need to throw, you're not going to be successful no matter what. Okay. That, that week one, he came out, you saw the game against Pittsburgh. I mean, it looked like T.J. Watt was having a field day. It looked like you guys were having a field day on him. And you, he would force some picks and whatever. And you don't whatever. play T.J.
1: Watt every week, though.
0: Okay, but he came out week two against the uh, against the Cowboys, and you expected him against the Cowboys' defense to go out and throw, like, four touchdowns. I had him in daily fantasy all over the place. Like, go out and hit Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase was absolutely covered up by uh, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs is not that good. So I something was wrong there, and you could see it when they're playing that he's trying to make a decision, trying to make a decision, and he's got to either throw it away or whatever. He doesn't have a lot of time. I think at this point, Joe Burrow is – I don't know if he's rusty from his lack of time that he had in the preseason, but this O-line, you know, they brought in a guy who said, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Your security guard's here. Your security blanket's here. No one's going to touch you. That was a lie. Okay. He they didn't make the O line any better. It's it's still bad. Um, I think you dump him and I think you get as much as you can. In our league, Chase has Joe Burrow. Um, I've talked to him about it, you know, not as like a like I want Joe Burrow because I'm not gonna go out and pay a ton of money for Joe Burrow. Obviously, I'm saying dump him. But he's gonna give him a few more weeks. That's fine.
1: I just but, don't think he'd he'd be able to get the value out of it that he'd want.
0: But to drafting him as QB like ten or eleven, you're talking about somebody who's in the fifteen to twenty range right now um, of of quarterbacks. So uh, you do not want him coming out and scoring ten points or five points or having a, a Matt Ryan game, uh, as <laughs> as as we call it, and really sinking that value um you got to get it while while people are still looking at jamar chase t higgins tyler boyd kind of production hayden Hurst really hasn't had had a bad time either um so in my personal opinion i would dump him how about this one's interesting and we can talk about his little outburst if you want as well but how about tom brady
1: You know, I was debating on this one earlier because he is missing O-linemen. He's missing wide receivers right now. Um, he's going to be missing a wide, more wide receivers next week. Um, so it's like, it's kind of kind of back in my head. I'm like, well, it's not really him. He could, you know, if all those players come back, he could be the same Tom Brady we've seen for years and play really well in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, he's old. Um, you know, his throws look like they don't really have much zip on them. Uh, they don't. They don't seem very disciplined. The you know the fight thing we'll talk about him. He's he's getting divorced. It just it doesn't seem how like do a good time. How do you know he's getting divorced? i I've, I've. How do you how do you know he's getting divorced? It's, you know, it just it's it's not speculation. Still, right? It's, it's specula- not, But like nobody somebody at home, the home life doesn't look good. That's somebody all, that's all I am saw
0: but. Giselle crying on a cell phone, and somebody saw him distressed at the hotel in New Orleans. If that's Giselle's the-
1: crying, that means she probably ruined about $10,000 worth of Botox. So those tears are real. All right. That's all I'm saying. Like, so, so she, I'm just saying, like, it's, it just doesn't seem like anything's working. Like, you, you don't get into a fist fight with the Saints because you're having a good week. Like, if, if you're, if things are going well, the shit, some, oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say oh and two, but they're one and one uh, DB doesn't matter, you know? That, that's that's a, that's a thing to me and and to me it also if you're going to start a fight finish the fight I don't have something else finish for you you're a little bitch
0: i don't think that okay so first of all it, i mean it, it is disgusting and obviously there's speculation that about his home life and i'm sorry tom brady well, but whatever he, it is kind of did this to yourself
1: distraction it's a distraction
0: he so. kind of did it to himself yes you came back after not after retiring essentially like months after retiring you came out of retirement and said you came back because you had such a good team and you missed a big chunk of preseason like a week and a half of preseason for some reason nobody knows which is not our speculation but you missed it you weren't there and nobody knew about it nobody whatever and now people are reporting that there's things wrong with you people are Reporting that he looks different, he looks gaunt. He just whatever. He seems very angry during the games. And again, we're not going to talk about Joe Flacco like this. We're not going to talk about Davis Mills like this, or even you know Trevor Lawrence. But you're Tom fucking Brady. You're going to get this kind of. You you've brought this upon yourself at for being the best quarterback that ever lived. Um, and so, at this point, I think that. It is kind of a hurricane of things that are going on in Tampa. They won the game, which is the most important. So you can put out his little W video. Um, you know, his little hype. W video. Have you ever seen his Instagram videos after after no, a win? He puts out a douchebag yeah. on, on Instagram.
1: <laughs> he puts I mean, out. Uh, I assume most of it's just ads to try and sell you TB12. He did put
0: out something about uh, his new TB12 workout center at the Wynn in Vegas. He's a big Vegas guy, but uh, but no, it was. Um, he puts out these little w like win videos after every win he goes we're we got it again or something cool i mean it's it's whatever uh but he does that after after every w so he got that but obviously that that's what gamer, he jerks off to at night yeah <laughs> i'm wa- I'm watching you know the game uh on sunday with the tom brady over you know neil sitting next to me and he was like your house is terrible Juju." Your house sucks. This Tom Brady (laughs) is angry and it's because of your aura and your surroundings. And you know what? I'm not going to argue with him. Every time Neil comes over to my house, his team plays awful. But no, that game was was tough to watch. I bet on the under in the first quarter. uh, It was under seven and a half. That would have hit in the first, second and third quarter. So uh, it was it was three, three going uh, almost into the fourth quarter. So well, anyway let's get back to this so would you dump him i think that was the question would you dump him? yes for, you would dump him
1: i'd dump him. just too much going on i would try to get as much value i can for him and there's a lot of people out there that have seen tom brady play well for years so you could probably find somebody that still believes in him so mm-hmm. i don't think that'd be very hard
0: yeah i i mean this is really tough this is much tougher because of the different factors that are going on. Like Joe Burrow, I could be like, oh, your your O-line's not playing very well. And you maybe look a little rusty from the last season, Super Bowl hangover. And, you know, there's easy reasons. Tom Brady's is like, like, oh, I know you're missing some talent. Your O-line looks a little bit shaky, but there's a lot of like personal things that are going on. And there's a lot of like questions about your own talent. Um, I would probably dump him. And only if I got like a sweetheart package, probably.
1: Yeah, exactly. So for something good, you know, I'm not just yeah. giving them up for Matt Ryan or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who would? Who would? Uh, who would? Who would? But, but yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think I would definitely dump Tom Brady at this point. But I, I don't blame the owner if he decides to keep him. How about uh, DK Metcalf?
1: I'm going to dump them too. I, I am. I, I know I, I seem like a mean guy right now, just dumping people left and right. It's just watching the Seahawks play. Um, you know, over two games, he's got 13 targets, 70 yards. It's not great. No touchdowns. But the, the more the 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 numbers don't really give you the full story. If you watch Gino play, and I, I love the stat that someone shared the other day of, uh, I think Gino, Gino has like 153 uh passer rating uh, for passes over 15 yards or something. Mm-hmm. It's because he's like two for three, like literally. <laughs> like if you yeah. watch Geno play, he sits there and he snap the ball and people run off and he goes, you're useless, you're useless, you're useless, waits for his running back to come out of the flats. He goes right to him every single time. He'll throw to the closest freaking route run to him. And that is 98% of the time, not DK Metcalf. Yep. There was, I think, the last game they did a a flea flicker or something, and you know the call, the play called for Gino to bomb it to DK, and you could see that coming back to Gino. Just like, yeah, oh, this is gonna ruin my stats. It's gonna be. A he just like he threw it like he was like crying as he did it. I swear to God, DK's like, oh my God, he actually threw the ball. That was like, <laughs> I think that was all all thirty of his yards in that game. It was. It just doesn't look like an offense that's made to get DK the ball anymore, and Gino. Is never going to throw him the ball unless he's forced to, basically. And that's yeah. you know that's not the DK you want to see. It's not the DK you drafted. I, I I would dump him.
0: See, I I was down on DK. I wasn't down on DK, but I was not as high on DK as everybody was going into the season, just because we kind of saw this Seattle pass game coming. I mean, they looked decent against Denver in Week One, um, or, or better than we thought. And then they came out to the, against the 49ers and, and laid an egg. But this is not somebody that, I mean, this is a bottom four passing situation in the league that we thought wasn't that great. Now, the reason that we like DK Metcalf so much is for volume. And you're right. He only has 11 targets for two weeks. But I think right now I keep him. And the reason why is because I don't think you can get like a ton for DK Metcalf. I don't think everybody anybody's looking at DK Metcalf like, you know what, I thought he'd be pretty good uh and and this is a good buy low like literally he was bought low he should have been bought low at the draft he should have been drafted low and so if you drafted dk metcap high then yeah you're kind of stuck because if you're trading you're trading for an l anyway uh i think he'll get his i think he'll get his touchdowns i think you're looking at some weeks where he will have 100 yards and a touchdown um and purely based on volume and i think he's super talented
1: I think he is super talented and that's Mm -hmm. that's the that's the uh the attraction my biggest thing is is gino plays quarterback like someone that's lost the starting role too many times so he will never play to win the game he will play to not lose it and if that's enough then great you know if the other team fumbles the ball three times in the red zone then boom we got it every time you know right like that's like basically what he needs but it's just you know, And if I was a defense and you're not jumping every short route, then you're just doing yourself a disservice. Mm.
0: Yeah. No, I, I I absolutely agree with that. All right, let's move to our last dump him. Uh, Derek Henry, close to home. What do you think? Would you dump him?
1: I would say no. I would say no. Um, he hasn't started great, but neither have many other running backs, so you're not going to get much of a running back a return for him uh you know he's only got 100 low over 100 yards and one touchdown through two games but what i love about him is something like you mentioned earlier you know he's not playing hurt right now so he's healthy he's got a he's got a head coach that believes in running the ball i think that's that's huge you know uh that doesn't get away from the game script just because they're down seven points or something silly like that and and the quarterback doesn't have a big enough ego to just, you know, keep the ball for himself every time they're within five yards. So I I would stick out. I'd stick it out with Henry.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I am a, in half my leagues, I am the Derrick Henry owner as long as he is healthy, as long as he, uh, you know, I, I am I knew coming into the year that the passing offense wasn't going to be the same passing offense we've seen in the past, because if you see if the passing off is the same as we've seen in the past, Derrick Henry is light years ahead of where he is right now. I think he, you know, is is uh, every week he is a hundred yard two touchdown candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, he, there's going to be clunkers because I feel like the Titans are not a very good team anymore. And they I also feel just like,
1: played the Bills, probably one of the best teams in the league. So, like, yes. it's, it's all situational. So. It is
0: all situational. They came out the week one, though. They, you know, he didn't have a fantastic week, week one. It was decent, but he had, didn't have a fantastic week, week one against the Giants. So, yeah, I mean, their schedule gets kind of squishy uh, when you get when you reach against the Texans and you have ones against the Jaguars and you got to face them four games, you know, throughout the throughout the year. So I, I really do think that there are better days ahead for Derrick Henry. And um, to give up on a running back of the of that caliber uh, it would take a lot. And I just don't think – if you're giving up a running back like that, you, you, you're going to have to get another running back in return. And I think any running back at this point, week two, is going to be a, a major downgrade because, mm-hmm. like we'll talk about it later – there's no running backs in the league. If you're not talking about like Chubb or maybe even James Robinson, you're talking about people who have absolutely underplayed their, their draft position. So um, I think at this point, Derrick Henry is one of the better ones and you should probably hold on to him at least for a few more weeks and, and see where that, that train takes you. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about roses? How about g- we give these guys roses? Okay. How about one of your favorites two attacks? Would you give him a rose?
1: You know, I, I, I Last week, I, I kind of knew he was going to start playing well, and he, he went out and just diced up the Ravens and my fantasy team since I was playing against Tua, put up a nice 50-burger against me, almost 60. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, I, I just – I do. Last year, the interview about him saying he played most of the season without even really knowing the playbook, you know, it just felt so Kyler Murray esque. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to listen to anybody. I'll just go out there and do whatever I want. Fuck you. I know better than you. Like, it just seemed like such a person that needs to be punched in the face hard, you know? <laughs> and this year, you know, with, you know, surprising to me, he studied. He learned the playbook. He did all these things. I mean, Mike McDaniels is a great head coach. And I, I knew that. I knew he was a great head coach. I just, but it's kind of like Cliff Kingsbury being a great coach. I, I know he's a great coach, but will the quarterback have the brains enough to listen to him? Mm-hmm. And Kyler, no. Tua, yes. So that's I mean, that's huge. Yeah, Tua gets gets a rose. He's he gets all the roses, man. The guy's guy's killing it right now. And I I mean the the biggest thing to me though is uh, the game script, last game against the Ravens, they were down big and they didn't Dolphins didn't even blink. Tua took the play calls. He led the team. He won the game. I think. I think that was huge. I think it's going to be even bigger test for him against the Bills this week. But win or lose, I think he's still getting the rose.
0: I'm not giving him the rose. I I like Tua. I like what I've seen. I I I like what I've seen in, in comparison to what I thought he was preseason. People are making comparisons to Drew Brees and that style of play and that it's just a catchable ball. He throws the most catchable ball in the NFL. That's important. Um, That's very I, important. I, I get it. He throws the most catchable ball in the in, in the NFL. I mean, if you still want to laugh,
1: it's... laugh at Tyreek Hill's catches. Every single one of Tyreek Hill's catches, he has to slow down the ball. Every single one. He's sure. part of the guy yes. by seven yards. He's like, all right, let me hold on. Let me wait for this. ones. it going to get here. It's a no. no. That's
0: right. <laughs> what's so funny though, is when you're watching that game and you see Tyree kill, just absolutely blown coverage. Like it's just ridiculous. Um, we saw the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. This is like literally watching replays of Kansas city film with a different uniform. Like it's Tyree kill is just really, really freaking good. And he just blows up defenses and makes coverages look like they're so blown. Cause he goes from zero to 60 in two seconds. Um, anyway, Tua has like two quarters of brilliance this year. And I'm not saying he did bad in the other six quarters, but it's not like he was setting the world on fire in those other six quarters. I mean, he threw a pick, and he was kind of struggling in that first half against Baltimore.
1: He's 7-2 and touchdown-to-interception ratio. It's not bad.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, he did great. And, And it might be weighted heavily you know because of those last yeah. two brilliant quarters yeah but and i'm not saying he's bad i'm not saying he, by any means everybody's wrong because i think two is fine especially with the the cast of of all the characters he has around him i think it's absolutely wonderful um but i'm not ready to say oh, is top 10 i'm not i'm not ready to say he's better you got aaron Rodgers been underperforming tom brady's underperforming i mean are you saying that two is better than all these guys i'm not saying that just because you give him a rose that that you are but it's like
1: yeah but there's top 10 right now that you know at the end of the year not going to be top 10 Lamar Jackson's number one QB right now that will not be the the case at the end of the year he will get he'll get hobbled at some point his defenses will just stop letting wide receivers run fly routes because that's literally all they run it's the dumbest thing in the world just fucking put the guy in front of you you're not fast enough to keep up with him and you give him a bigger cushion that's it it's real fucking simple but people can't figure that out yet. Defenses out there playing with blindfolds on, thinking that Lamar Jackson's really good. There's shit like Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz isn't going to last that long. He's got another two weeks before he makes the bonehead play and gets his fucking leg broken like an idiot. We're uh, not. Know, we're not I, talking I, about I, could, I could go on. I could keep going. I'm just saying, like top ten is is very different right now and at the end of the year because Tua plays to not hurt himself. Tua delivers the ball. You know, there's there's it's like if you keep running into oncoming traffic, eventually you're going to get hit by a semi-truck. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I mean, I, there are, when I watch Tua play, there are parts of his game where I'm like, maybe you should have known this was coming with Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill and, J- and Jalen Waddell. Um, you know, maybe you should have not poo-pooed on him, you know, earlier on because he thought he threw a softball or, or whatever. I mean, the guy doesn't turn turn the ball over. So I, again, not ready to give him the rose. Not ready to to say that he
1: still has some Baker moments too. Because if, if you watch the coach cam and see like Tyreek wide open sometimes, he'll see that he'll see him, but he knows that he can't get on the ball kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It, he still has Baker moments. So. Yeah, no more.
0: That's your term for bad
1: things um no it's for like so for instance like you watched josh allen play last night he's uh, he's doing his progressions, doing progression oh the third progression's a deep guy i don't need to be fully set up perfect in my feet to be able to get in the ball i can just throw him the ball because i have arm strength you know it's right. For for Baker and Tua, it's like if you're gonna do it for the deep guy, you knew that from the get go, and you are setting your feet for it, and you're writing them a letter, you're sending them a little uh, DoorDash food, whatever. It's it's the only place you're going, kind of thing. It's not a third progression. I got to move around in the, in the pocket, of guys chasing me, and now I fling it forty yards. No, 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 that's never gonna happen. But... gotcha.
0: How about the guy we just talked about, Carson Wentz? You ready to get him a rose? I, I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say.
1: it's It's not that I don't like him. I just don't like how he plays football.
0: He's been, you know, I'm sure, pretty good for the last year and a half. We've been mm-hmm. shitting on him constantly. Mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, fantasy wise.
1: fantasy wise. I mean, he's not awful. It's just, you know, he's got seven touchdowns and three three interceptions, very close to what Tua has. It's just there are times, kind of like what you were just saying with Tua, I mean, they were shut out. The whole first half against the Lions, who gets shut out against the Lions' defense, that's fucking terrible. Okay. And they came back. He came back in the in the second half and put up a couple of touchdowns. He also put up a couple of interceptions. It's, I just like I commend him that he takes risks and he does try to win the game. He just usually takes the wrong risks and usually he puts his own own health at risk as well and that's when i and he hasn't even really he, he never really changed his play style from when he had that season ending injury, injury so it's just like you never learned your lesson i don't think you're going to it's not like a big just, runner. I, i'm just i'm just he's not a big runner and that's the thing he makes terrible decisions when he does run so it's just i feel like I'm, when i watch him i'm just i'm just waiting for something bad to happen cuz i'm just like you make bad decisions people. Yeah.
0: qb5 this year thus far Mm-hmm. qb12 last year over a full season of work i'm not ready to give him a rose and say that he is somebody you need to keep and watch and a upper echelon quarterback but he's definitely serviceable i i have him in that 10 oh, yeah. to 15 range and i think that he deserves to be in that 10 to 15 range it's one of those things where you know if you bet on somebody to do bad and you lose you know Three or four or five times in a row, I was like, oh man, that's, that's, I was wrong, you know. But if you keep betting against him, you keep losing, you're, you're a moron. And I don't want to be a moron. So just from what I'm seeing with my own eyes, I don't want to be caught in the, the stupidity that is betting against Carson Wentz week after week after week. I think he's, and he's not doing him. Mean, he's got Scary Terry and Jahan Dotson, who was a high pick receiver. And who else are they doing? A Curtis Samuel. And this is not like, this is not what Tua has, you know. This is uh, mediocrity. Logan Thomas. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think Carson Wentz is. He deserves to be a, an NFL quarterback. He deserves to be uh, in that ten to fifteen range. I, I think that does he, he get him, your
1: rose though?
0: He doesn't
1: get oh, my rose. So I, I guess that's that's so you're sending him home.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, I'm sending him home because I think that – what, okay, I guess we need to define what the Rose is. What the Rose is that – am I confident in him for the rest of the season? Would I be like, all right, this is one of the cornerstones of my team. I'm not ready to do that yet. I wouldn't. I wasn't ready to do it with Tua. I'm not ready to do it with Carson. Where if Carson I would has sell three him high weeks, right now.
1: 36 points and 31 points in two weeks, I would sell him high.
0: I would not sell him high, but I would – I would so definitely not. I would definitely watch him closely and say, you know, is that are you gonna, you know, are you gonna screw up? Are you gonna turn into Carson Wentz from three years ago? Um, I, I, I'm on the fence, but but I think that Carson Wentz right now is is great. Wouldn't sell him. I'm not ready to say you're not going to be good, but I'm not ready to say uh, that you are somebody that I build around. So, yeah. That's my opinion. How about uh Amon Ra, the sun god? Amon Ra St. Brown, do you give him a rose?
1: I do give him a rose. Guy's hot right now, he's got 12 targets in two games, three touchdowns, plus a hundred yard game. I mean, there's that. That's what you want out of your wide receiver in two mm-hmm. weeks. You know, he's getting the targets, he's he's get he's productive, he's getting touchdowns. Guys, guys, doing great right now. You know, he's he's. It he looks like it's Jared Goff's first look, first read every play, basically. So,
0: yeah, I, I was all. I mean, he won me a championship last year. I was all on the Amon Ra train last year. Just absolute huge talent. I mean, so you watched. You remember that week one with Justin Jefferson? Obviously, you remember it was two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. it just looked like he was wide open on every fucking play. It's like are you just not going to cover everybody? You are watching this because you had Kirk Cousins. It's just like, are you just not going to cover him? Why is he not covered? Why is he wide open in every play? Sometimes I think of that about Cooper Cup too. And it's not even about whether the guy can make the super good catch, has great hands and make some catch like Deontay Johnson made, you know, a few weeks ago where he comes back, down toe taps and just amazing like catches. You don't even have to do that. The way you look at these receivers is like, how much separation do you have between you and the close defender? Alan Ra has so much room to make catches. Mm-hmm. He has he it, the way he runs routes is amazing. And the way that he the speed that he has to get open underneath is awesome. And what he does with the run after the catch, wonderful. It just seems like he's always open in the end zone also. So it's just one of those things where the combination of, of separation, speed, and the fact that he's going to be leaned on, okay? He, uh, Goff hasn't found Hawkinson yet, I, I know from first-hand experience. Um, they're not, not on that- the same page. But Amon Ra is on the same page. And to score points, it's, it's the him and Swift show. And mostly it's the Amon Ra show. Uh teams are going to start getting that and they're going to start zoning in but I really think Amon-Ra's good enough to push through that. He's a number one receiver. He's a wide receiver one. And if you drafted him as a wide receiver two or three, you are a very smart person and you deserve all the praise in the world. Uh but yes, absolutely gets my rose, Amon-Ra. How about uh
1: Christian Kirk? Captain Kirk? You, you know, this is this is one that surprised me, but I am going to give Christian Kirk a rose just because you know he's kind of, he's got similar numbers to Amon Ra. He's got a hundred yard game. He's got two touchdowns, and he just he looks like Trevor Lawrence's guy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if defenses start to hone in on him, I don't know how well it's going to go. But he's like I said, Christian Trevor Lawrence is looks like the quarterback that they they drafted him to be basically. In the last two games, he's he's looked confident. He's looked on point. He has delivered the ball very well down the field. And most of those are to Christian Kirk. So, I mean, I don't I I still expect Almond Ross St. Brown to be a better wide receiver, but I expect Christian Kirk to be up there, too.
0: Christian Kirk is like the quietest success story, I think, that we have thus far in fantasy. 18 targets, 12 catches, 195 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I believe he has a touchdown in both weeks. Or no, I'm sorry, he had two touchdowns last week, but he had 12 targets week one, and over 100 yards. Yeah. Uh, that week one we talked about Jacksonville being bad. We were like, oh man, that was bad. I mean, they're mostly bad on defense. And I think Christian Kirk didn't really get the spotlight with those six mm-hmm. catches, 117 yards. Came out last week against Indy, who is really honestly not an easy uh, secondary, and. Came out and and torched him for six catches, seventy eight yards, two two scores. Uh, I mean, Christian Kirk was a afterthought in uh, in Arizona. Jacksonville came out and gave him literally backed up the truck of Gold Bouillon and dumped it in his driveway. And I mean, everybody was like, "That is the stupidest contract I've ever seen." He's kind of living up to it right now. I mean, at least through the first two weeks of the season. Uh, yeah. Do I believe that that can sustain? No, I don't. I, he's not getting my rose. I don't really think that that can sustain. Um, so would you I, be
1: trying to sell him high right now?
0: Then, Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely would be trying to uh, to sell him high. I don't believe in that because I still believe in the ineptitude of the Jacksonville offense. And I believe that you could be frustrated if he faces a really good defense on the road. So like like got
1: traveling to the Chargers next. <laughs> yes, traveling to the
0: Chargers yeah, traveling to Philadelphia. We just saw what uh, big play Slay can do to somebody like uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, if you get rid of him like literally this week, that would be ideal <laughs> because the next two are going to be brutal. Now, it's a long season. So if you believe him him the whole season, I don't blame you. I mean, it's not terrible to have him as a wide receiver, too. Uh, but I don't think he's a wide receiver one. I think he's more in the range of a wide receiver three on your team. If you have three slots, I would play him in that third slot or a flex, uh, but I do not believe he's going to sustain this kind of success going forward. So uh, how about last one here, Antonio Gibson?
1: Rose? Nah, no Rose for Antonio Gibson. He... He doesn't really seem to be a focal point of the offense. Um, You know, it seems to be much more on Carson Wentz. He's gotten a decent amount of attempts, but I mean, like 20 yards in each game. That's bad. Like, that's really bad. Uh, Honestly, and plus, he is with a quarterback that if they're in the five-yard line, the quarterback will pull it down, keep it himself, and run a bootleg in even if it means getting injured for the rest of the season, he would much rather do that. So that's going to be terrible for any Antonio Gibson owners. He, he loses passing downs, JD McKissick. It's, it, it's not ideal. So like he, he's really just an RB three or four in for injuries or bye weeks And hopefully he can vulture a couple touchdowns.
0: Yeah. Brian Robson's going to come back. I don't know when we don't really see people recover from gunshot wounds all the time. Um but I, I would he's say a
1: rump ladder the other day. I saw him. Yeah.
0: I mean he's he's like I would say week five right now is the is the shooting point, but you don't know if it'll be like week ten or whatever. Um the reason I put him on this list is because everybody was like shitting on him preseason. It's fumble problems.
1: He hasn't um, fumbled
0: yet. and you know, fumble problems. <laughs> uh, um, he's got
1: that going for him. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, people were like, you know, he doesn't have the burst. I mean, we're talking about somebody who was like rookie of the year, candidate did two years ago. Uh, I mean, he was super impressive. And then he had a down year last year and then the preseason was a disaster this year. So the reason is like, do you have confidence in him going forward? Again, this is one of those people where I'm like, you are getting good production out of somebody who nobody thought would have decent production. So... I'm not going to give him a rose to say he's going to do it the rest of the season because I don't have confidence in that commander's three-headed attack once – none of them – once Brian Robinson does come back. But I think that you hold on to him. You don't dump him or anything like that. Uh, You hold on to him right now because he is really valuable running back too. Two 10-plus point weeks in a row for Antonio Gibson. So um, really, honestly – i think right now he is running back 10 running back 10 so i mean that's pretty really actually 11 R- really good production out of somebody uh who was an afterthought and a lot of people didn't want to start even in a flex spot or a running back two spot um i before would the preseason. see
1: that more as an insult towards the whole group of running backs as a whole than necessarily antonio gibson Shining by any means, and you give so you're giving him your rose, you, you want them on your team for the rest of your year. Rest of the year,
0: uh, mm. no, I'm I didn't say you're I getting down on close. one knee
1: for Antonio Gibson.
0: Here. I'm not doing that, I'm not doing <laughs> that. I would <laughs> yeah, never, yeah, yeah. See? I would never, Neil I would, I, <laughs> I will say, uh. I, I wouldn't i wouldn't dump him i give him a little bit more time but I, i'm not ready to commit to him the whole year
1: you want to date him in the real world see how he is you know? yeah i want to see his yeah. tendency makes sense yeah. his
0: political affiliation etc mm-hmm. yeah so whether he believes in god <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> uh i know we've already done this but let's get in real quick about uh overreaction tuesday okay you ready for Ooh. a little overreaction tuesday um, this is for, this is like a general philosophy, fancy philosophy question. Are we in trouble with running backs? I mean, people that spent, is it a wide receiver league now? People that spent really high picks on Chris McCaffrey and, and, uh, Najee Harris and Derek Henry and all the, they're not getting what they paid for. Is this going forward the rest of the year? Like should have in the first round, should we just start picking receivers?
1: You know, it's, it's it wouldn't be a terrible idea. Running backs just seem so untrustworthy, un, uh, undependable. You know, like you really don't know what you're going to get out of them year to year, and and some of it has to do with them and their own health. Some of it has to do with the quarterback handing the ball off. Some of it's to do with the offensive coordinator. Uh, some of it just has to do with the play script. But like, like you know, like Jonathan Taylor this year, he was amazing last year. Absolutely. Where is he? Where is he? Like. Well, I mean, that's that whole offense I mean, yeah that's the whole that's the whole offense but the offense ran through him it, it went through him so it's it's just one of those things I think if you're in a league like ours you know double uh, double QB 14 team league I would start looking more at wide receivers and, and so even I guess you know I'm in some other leagues that are one QB team defense that you know QBs are really low down and you know, running backs are really premium and honestly when I was doing my draft for that and I found it really hard for there to be running backs that I was legitimately excited for in the first couple rounds. And that was preseason before I knew how much they sucked. Yep. Now I know that they blow and I'm just like, Oh my God, get the fuck off my team. I'm like trying to, you know, no flex spot is ever going to get a running back. Cause it's just going to, that's fucking throw away right there. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, had I, had I would com- have to start looking leaning in the other way. I disagree.
0: I had a conversation with somebody earlier today talking about Derek Henry and you should sell him right now for wide receivers and just stack your team with a bunch of Naheem Hines and uh, wide receiver threes and, or I'm sorry, running back twos and running back threes, you know, the Naheem Hines, of the world, the um, Michael Carter's of the world, uh, the, you know, the James Robinson's, the people that were drafted low and people that really don't have a lot of confidence in them. You should just stack your team, in with in your with in your running back spots with those guys and start with the Chases and the Hills and the Jeffersons and the Amon Rods just stack your team with those. Uh, I don't agree because I think that I'm I'm not gonna say this is just a coincidence, but I, I think that a lot of it is situational. The really good running backs in the league are all on teams that have been bad the Colts have not looked good passing the Titans have not looked good passing it's not that it's Jonathan Taylor's fault or it's the game plan or whatever these teams are inept passing Jonathan Taylor had a terrible week because Michael Pittman was gone and there was nobody else to pass to and Matt Ryan would look lost okay Derrick Henry had a bad week because uh Tannehill turned the ball over against the one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL, and they got down by 30 points real quick. Okay. Uh, you've got Najee Harris, who's not playing at hundred percent. We've both, we've discussed this uh, Joe Mixon. You've seen the O-line for the Bengals be just bad uh, and, and not give him time. I mean, they're 0 2. So all these teams like Owen 2, 1 and one Najee's they're one and one miraculously. Uh,
1: you know, you've got thanks to Tinka, Minka, and T.J. Watt, but yeah, uh, it's just all of this these is like none of this bad. equates to points. None of this equates. To, I can't. I can't put zero and two. But because my running backs were in bad situations, like you know, so, like I, I just I think of is the team that last year that had the two best running backs in the league that were both doing really well, still didn't help them enough.
0: So that's my question, though: is is like, do you think that these Bad teams continue to be bad, and these these good running backs, the Panthers, Chris McCaffrey, 0-2. Like, all these teams are 0-2. Their they're passing game are not killing it. So you can't say, well, it's a wide receiver league now, league now because Baker Mayfield and DJ Moore aren't doing shit either. Trust me, I know. Yeah, I
1: mean, your, your example of whether it's a wide receiver league is Baker's wide receiver. Like I'm out. just saying, like...
0: if it's a wide receiver league, then these offices with really good running backs – should be focusing on their passing game and doing decent. All the good running backs, literally the top five running backs that I just named, which were what? Mixon, Najee, uh, Henry, Taylor. Taylor, All those teams are like winless. The only win is the Steelers and they beat the Bengals by one or three or whatever by on the last second field goal. In, In overtime. In overtime. There is literally no good team so like it's not like well it's a wide receiver league now because these teams with good running backs are now just airing it out that's not happening they're
1: just not that they're airing out but they bad. suck
0: they're just sucking. They just they're suck. just bad oh,
1: it's just like so all so these like people you're gonna out put there, your eggs in those baskets
0: i'm gonna say that they're not gonna all suck for the rest of the year i'm literally betting until on five they play each other basically
1: sucking. until I mean, baker yeah. plays Tannehill until matt ryan plays pittsburgh like i mean taylor like... and henry are gonna face twice one <laughs> of them's gotta do well <laughs> that's what you're banking
0: on <laughs> yeah i'm just saying i'm just saying these these teams it's not so much that the running backs that we drafted high are just being shifted out and that there's no such thing as an rb1 anymore is that you shouldn't spend high draft picks on rb on running backs it's more that these offenses got to get going. They got to get going. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to get going. I think Derrick Henry is going to get going. I think there's going to be matchups where you see these guys score 20 points, 30 points, whatever, like you see Chubb has done, uh, you know, pretty successfully over the first two weeks. I think you're going to see that it's just not there yet. It's just two weeks of, uh, you know, them being symbiotic, all these games being symbiotic and all these games working together to make this outcome where we are making assumptions that running backs are dead overall.
1: But riddle me this, has not basically every single rule change for the past 20 years been for the benefit of the passing game? I'm not saying it's against the running game, but it's benefit of the passing game. So more often than not, when... Well, head coaches have to make a play call. They're going to call a pass.
0: I get it. We're never going to see the Larry Johnson thirty touchdown or whatever the the Sean Alexander twenty some touchdown. We're never going to see those days again. Those days are gone. Priest Holmes being that guy, you know, LT. God, LT was amazing. Those running backs are gone. I get that, but you still have the Johnson Taylor, you know, kind of running backs are good to have and again we can go into a huge long conversation about ones above a placement on these and opportunistic and well you you took this running back really early but he's not scoring that many points but he's scoring more points than all the other running backs which is what matters to me anyway i'm not going to rant about that i i I think that we disagree i think running backs are going to do better you think wide receivers as a whole are the new are the future and that if you have a running back that's really good sell him like you just did. Najee mm-hmm. said bye-bye. Let's do a Dolphin roundup here. Are they playoff-bound? you think this team is good?
1: Um, I think it's good. I think it's too early to say anything about playoffs. Um, because they're playing good football right now, and I would say the same thing about the Bills. You don't want to play your best football in September.
0: You think? Do you think they're even close to the Bills?
1: We'll find out this week, but I, I don't think so. I think Bills are more of an overall team, a uh, better team in general. Um, I think Dolphins flash really well. Um, but they're playing really well. They beat their division opponents and Patriots. They beat the Ravens. You know, If they can beat the Bills this week, then we're having a different conversation, but I don't expect them to. They're
0: 8-1 and one in their last nine games.
1: Who? The Dolphins? Yes. But they're 0 and four, oh and six against Josh Allen, so none of that matters.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean it's so. just yeah, I mean, do I think they'll win the division? No. Um like I said, Tua has two good brilliant quarters. And I think that we'll we'll see more brilliance as the years goes on. Uh, because you have Tyreek Hill and because you have Waddle. Um, did you see Gaseki's uh gritty is that what you call it what's the what's the dance where they go?
1: That's a gritty? You know, I'm not is it? I've never oh, what are they putting on glasses like doing a Mr. It's what I I always does. thought it was a Mr. Magoo thing. I, I yeah, I thought it was a Mr. like you didn't see me and I was like, oh, yeah that's fine I mean it's cool you know, dance kind of a, but they kind of a thing. They yeah, kinda like do it in me.
0: place. They did they do it in mm-hmm. place or so they do it like in mm-hmm. a small little sort of, like Gasecki mm-hmm. did it and he did it like all mm-hmm. the way across the end zone like like Peter Pan like he was skipping it was really, it was really bad. He got roasted on the internet yesterday. It was, it was like, right when he scored the touchdown, I was like, oh my God, what is he doing? That it was like embarrassing. a man in commercial with the kids. Yes, it was, it was real bad. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I, I like the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are definitely playoff bound. I really, week after week, um, if you are going to take Dolphins and spread against pretty much anybody in the NFL, I would not count. That out, I think the Dolphins uh, can match up against anybody and play well. And uh and yeah, it's a, it's a scary offense. It's one of those offenses that you try to plan against, and every week they can come at you with something different. I mean, we haven't even seen Chase Evans. We really haven't even seen that running game, and we haven't seen Tua take off and and get that intermediate run game going at all. It, literally, all we you don't think they is, want him
1: to. Dude's made out of glass. You don't want him running. I, whatever. Then
0: Raheem Mostert. You know, I'm it's... just
1: I'm just saying, Tua Tua starts running, and the whole thing's gonna fall apart.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you have to go to uh, Teddy B, Bridgewater is is the backup. So, no, I don't I, I don't know I don't know. Uh, how about uh, Cooper Rush, the future, the future? People were talking to Aikman, people were talking uh, Tom Brady. You know, coming in for the the hurt quarterback.
1: No, 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 none none of that. It's it's simply just. They got back to basics. They got back to their running backs. They passed off of play action. You know, they... A lot of it has to do with film. Like, Cooper Rush has only played a few games in the past few years, so you don't have that much film on them, so you can come out and do things that you weren't expecting because you don't have any film on them. It's once you get, you know, a five, five consecutive weeks with the same same unit and of film with it on them, then you find out how good of a quarterback is going to be. Yeah.
0: Okay. I can... I can do that I, I I Cooper rush they barely beat the Bengals. It didn't look, but they really did pretty. beat the Bengals. they got That's shot, embarrassing. He, he shot out, go out, go out of the out, cannon, okay, that first drive is like down to Noah Brown. I was like, oh my gosh, Cooper rush, it's great. He it could be the new Romo. Um, we saw him do well last uh, last year, I think against the Vikings, where he, he did all right, but i, I I mean, I didn't see much from Cooper Rush to be like, "Wow, this guy is is really good." Remember when Romo came about and you're like, "Wow, how is he doing this? He's just slinging it all over the way, place, and yeah. it's just really good." And you you you're like, "Wow, week after week after week." I don't think Cooper Rush is like that. I think he's trying to build his case as a serviceable backup, um, and I think that they get unfortunately i'm saying this beat by the giants on monday night and uh the giants go 3-0 who would have thought danny dimes would be 3-0 on the season but anyway
1: i think of um, it as saquon barkley being 3-0 oh
0: there you go okay i think of it as uh as a xavier mckinney 3-0 good (laughs) man um Nathaniel Hackett is he the worst coach in the NFL? Did you see? Did you see him face the Texans? He wanted us to win so bad. Is he the worst coach? Brutal.
1: Yeah. I want to say yes, but he's won a game. He's one and one. He's He's not a one two. True. That that's terrible. There are worse coaches because of because even with all those blunders, even with being like, let the clock run out. We'll kick a sixty four yard field goal. I'm not even gonna watch. We got it. Whatever. Like, it's the dumbest fucking uh, plan I've ever heard of to end the game and how you're going to win it. But, as I said, he's one-on-one. It's
0: like when you're playing Madden and your mom calls you and tells you to go do something real quick and you forget to pause and it's like delay a game. It's, It's like that every fucking week. Where you see it, and it's like time's running out, and the quarterbacks are sitting there, and you're, it's like, oh, I'll delay the game. Like it happens multiple times a game, and you're like sitting there, I, like, what are you doing? I heard the crowd was counting down the yes. clock too, so it was like there is Five, no four. way you don't know. Who said that? Who was like, I talking have, you, about? You that? have like
1: eighty thousand people yelling at you, exactly how much time you have left. Oh, it's Brad in our chat.
0: Yeah, they, he was saying like. Uh, I don't think that's conducive to like winning. I don't think that's good for your quarterback. And I'm like, yes, they're mad because he apparently doesn't know what the play clock is. Well, they I,
1: they gave up a lot for him and and gave him a huge contract. Like, hey, man, we got everything. We just need you. You're the final piece of the. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Kind of every day. <laughs> like,
0: I mean, yeah. just the play call though. There was a couple like third and inches or third and one where they line up in shotgun and it's like if i was a bronco as a Texans fan i'm like whoa yes keep it going <laughs> yeah, baby yes awesome yeah. he really tried to give it to us like he was really wow. trying to give it to us but and wow. uh we, we well, just couldn't muster any offense maybe we can figure it out in the weeks to come but yeah it's 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 not all there all right how about uh jimmy g are are, the, are these skill players – let me let, talk about Debo, IU, Kittle, Wilson. Are these guys better than they were last week? Are they on a better footing?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trey Lance was never going to buy into the system. Trey Lance had such a I'm the golden ticket to this franchise thought shoved so far up his ass that – he wasn't worried about getting the ball to people. He wasn't worried about what the play was supposed to do. He was just worried about going out there and winging it. And you can see the difference in the stats. Even at Debo. Like, it, it was sad because you watch Debo. In the, I think the first game, Debo had, like, 14 targets for, like, three receptions. And it's like, man, he just had no idea how to get him the ball. And Jimmy goes in there and gets Debo the ball, like, eight times immediately. It's it's just a difference. Now, I do think it hurts Ayuk just because Jimmy's never going to vomit to him, basically. Um, Kittle will be great if he's healthy. Uh, and Jeff Wilson would probably be good too. So I, I think it helps all of them, honestly, except for Ayuk. I think it,
0: I, I mean, I think it helps all of them as well. It's a really fucking weird situation when you draft somebody second overall and,
1: or I'm sorry, third overall
0: and they but they jumped up
1: like 10 spots to get him was the big right thing so. you were
0: so invested in somebody and then right before the season starts you're like you bring in jimmy which everybody was kind of surprised by and they're like "Ooh, do you have something against ray lance and then your star that you're building around gets hurt and everybody's like yes like that's so fucking weird to me like the media like the players it, they just looked excited. Did you see when like he did that he tipped mm. in the end zone?
1: No, no. did the one, like the that. rush.
0: He did the 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 um, QB sneak in the end zone, and mm-hmm. everybody was like hugging him and patting him on the helmet. And he had this like huge Jimmy G model smile on, and it, it was like, these are the 49ers that went to the Super Bowl. This is a good yeah. team now, and uh, I feel really bad for Trey Lance because like, I'm sure the whole town of San Francisco was like Yes, I guess, I, it's I, but
1: that's what I that's what I always talk about. You know, putting yourself in harm's way. The whole system of the 49ers offense is made for the for, for the quarterback to get rid of the ball and and give it to the playmakers, which they have tons of around there. Trey Lance didn't want to do that. Trey Lance was like, no, I'm angry we've seen to nothing up. of Trey Lance. You've hey. seen Trey Lance play like twelve garbage. Quarters.
0: <laughs> You've seen him play like twelve quarters, like, like garbage. Four of them. We're in a monsoon. Like we have not seen Trey Lance. We can't say I, I hate I hate, I hate saying that, that.
1: Oh, it's so bad for him because he played in a monsoon. The other team played in a monsoon, too. It's I not know. like when the other team came out, the rain stopped.
0: But they, we've seen enough of Justin Fields. In. We know what Justin Fields is. We haven't we don't know yeah. what Trey Lance is. No one still knows. If Trey Lance comes out of this injury and is the backup, let's let's say Jimmy G goes and wins the Super Bowl and fucks up everything the 49ers plans it'll just make everybody's brain explode you know what happens then with trey lance next year what what do we what do we do with that if he goes to another but, team what who how good is he
1: but that that's sorry just go back a second that's why the teammates the people in san francisco were happy to get jimmy g back because jimmy g never lost the job jimmy g got hurt he got hurt multiple times and then they were like fuck we got to find another quarterback eventually because he ended up getting ended up being such an issue and what did they happen what did they do they kept Jimmy G because they, they said, wait, we've seen our quarterback get hurt a lot. Let's have a good backup and it not be uh, Mason Rudolph or some fucking crap like that. So they kept Jimmy G because they knew at any point Trey Lance might get hurt.
0: And I'm going to call BS on two that. Weeks. So the year after they went to the Super Bowl, they drafted Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy kept the job that whole year. And then the offseason, they – Said straight up, we're moving on. This is Trey Lance show now. But he he kept Jimmy getting was injuries. Hurt.
1: That was a big part. Right. That was a big problem. He kept getting injuries. he had his ankle thing, and he tried to play through it. And he played like shit trying to play through it. And if, he like 100%, that, so. if he was one hundred percent,
0: if he was one hundred percent, he would be on a different team, right? He'd be on the Seahawks or if he didn't have
1: that offseason or in, in surgery. Yeah, yeah they, and, pro- they probably they probably would have gotten a good enough offer for him that they would have yeah. traded him for some picks,
0: right? Yeah. So absolutely. So it'd be a totally different story. What, what I'm saying is like, I just, I, I feel as if that people are not, pe- Trey Lance is getting shit on right now, like by the media, okay. by fantasy players, by all. Do those you all remember
1: guys. Trey Lance's senior year in college football?
0: It, was it COVID?
1: Yeah. So he played like two games in like exactly. two years and then he got drafted as a top five quarterback. That's fucking bullshit. He hasn't played football. Yeah. He really hasn't played football. So he went out and tried to play with a bunch of professionals and his ankle went, <laughs> you know, so like, yeah, it that's what happens. If you don't play football very often. If you try to go play football with people that play football a lot, it ain't gonna go well.
0: Well, I'd be interested to see. Now that everybody's jumped off the Trey Lance bandwagon, because there's a lot of people that jumped on in the off season and now have jumped off. I'd be interested to see fantasy wise and just everything, what does Trey Lance have to bring to the table? Because I think he's still got a question mark on his face. He's not a he's not a like a, a bust. You cannot call Trey Lance a bust. You can't.
1: Because it never was. Because you, you just have, <laughs> have no idea. You just have no I, idea. I think he's probably really good at playing quarterback when he's got a red shirt on and nobody can touch him, and he knows nobody can touch him. It's probably the best time he plays quarterback.
0: I know he went to the strip club after week one and he's just got absolutely crushed in the media for that as well, that his head wasn't <laughs> in the game after an L, uh, but you know, oh I'm sure. Oh, it was
1: after. it was, a, it was after after the oh, after that's... the Bears
0: game. He went to like a Chicago strip club. They took pictures, some asshole probably leaked some pictures. Anyway, all right, I won't won't get into that. Let us move into uh, our disappointments and impressions from week two. Team you're most disappointed by?
1: Bengals. I mean, they played so well last year going to the Super Bowl, having that run. All the way to the end to really just lose it on the last play, and then this year to come in and lose to an offenseless Steelers team and then to lose to a Dakless Cowboys team that's just that's terrible. That's really, really bad.
0: It is not bad. Uh, I think this is like two weeks in a row, Panthers. (laughs) God. Like why so can't they, so far. but they're not <laughs> losing by a lot They're but they're not moving the ball. Like the way you draft a top 10 fantasy wide receiver, you have a top five running back. Like we thought Baker would be better. It's like, like what's going on? Is this o that bad? I know the defense is that terrible because they haven't given up like a ton of points. We're literally, they're literally losing like three point games in the teens or the low twenties. Like this is, frustrating to watch because I feel like the offense is stagnant at points and it's not moving. I hope they get it together. Um, I don't know when to stop betting on them. I can't quit them because I feel like they are a ticking time bomb. Like one week they're just going to score 40 points and we're not going to be ready for it. I don't know. Well, we'll see. They disappoint me again. Team you're most impressed by.
1: Right now the Dolphins, the first three, two, two weeks beating the Patriots opening week, beating Bill Belichick opening Opening week is not easy. And then last week, coming back and beating the Ravens, uh, you know, I just – my favorite thing about them right now is they have a uh, progression offense. A lot of teams don't have that right now. Some teams do. When I watch the Steelers play, and they're doing a fucking shovel pass on their own 40, Mm -hmm. that's not a progression play. That's – I don't know. Maybe we can get a couple yards out of this, and then hopefully the next play we'll try to get a couple – no. You have to have a – fucking plan that if you do this run and you set up the play action for the next time for this pass that if he runs a short route because next time he's going to run a short route then wheel it up and go deep like you got to have a fucking thought process so Mm. yeah that's what I like gotcha
0: I understand that Uh, I was impressed by the Jets I thought the Jets were uh in trouble this year i mean i liked what they were doing with zach wilson uh and you know the receiving core and bringing in breeze hall and you know whatever i remember talking about that in an earlier podcast and then zach wilson gets hurt and joe flacco comes in and they kind of look like doo-doo week one uh and now joe flacco's number three in passing yards in the NFL, and just comes out and is like vintage Joe Flacco. Like, a, a Joe Flacco that nobody would... I can't think of somebody more improbable to come out and throw for three touchdowns, including the game winner, against a defense that was probably... That's pretty damn good with Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney and, you know, those guys uh, in the secondary. I can't think of anyone more. I Maybe uh, Rudolph or I don't know. I can't think of like a lot of more improbable quarterback to come out and do something like that. I th- I was really impressed by their uh, the, the composure and, and them coming out and winning that game. That was really impressive. Even though Chubb could have just knelt down on the one yard line and ended the game, but he scored. And Oof, then they came back that's a heartbreaker. and they kicked a, They kicked the side. Uh, wow. It is what it is. Football knowledge. I don't think Chubb should be villainized for that, but I, that's,
1: No, defense should be able to do their job.
0: Football, baby. Player most disappointed by?
1: Matt Ryan. He's just been – like, I just – I saw him having one of the easiest jobs in the NFL as far as a starting quarterback. You know, you have one of the best-rated offensive lines. You have one of the best running backs behind you. You have a good defense that just, you know, bend, don't break, just, you know, don't get behind basically. Um, and now he doesn't have the best wide receiver options. I'm not a huge fan of Michael Pittman. Uh, even when he's out there, I don't think he's really a true wide receiver one. Um, but when he's not out there, then you had, then he had zero weapons. So I, I get that, but I just, he's just looked so bad this year. And, I, and like I said, I thought it was like dude, just run the ball five times and on the sixth time you do a play action, you'll be fine. Like, but they can't even get that right, so yeah. What about you?
0: Well, welcome home, Matt Ryan, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, player most disappointed by uh, Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson. Uh, it's not that he's got the lack of looks, because Goff is trying. I mean, Mm-mm. the Lions scored 35 points plus in two straight weeks. That's nuts. Um And He's been looking for Hawkinson, and Hawkinson's had some bad drops, some bad routes, some bad, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, it's disappointing because he, I know Hawkinson's a good head, tight end, so I'd, I'd like to see him progress and get on the page with Goff. Come on, let's score some points, buddy. Uh, player that impressed you most?
1: The so part Jalen Hurts has been really impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, just when I watch him play, whatever the defense does, he's got an answer. And it's quick. It's, you know, your break crashing on the pocket. He leaves quick, gets some yardage, you know, throws the ball on the run, gets in the red zone. He's got such a big body that he just kind of like falls forward into the end zone. Like, it, guy's got some talent. If he can stay healthy, you know, the Eagles might might really be something to contend with in the NFC.
0: Yeah, I, I shit on him before the year started because I thought his uh, lack of passing chops would, would hurt them. I knew he would be good with his legs on the ground. Um, he has multiple rushing touchdowns. I believe in both games. Uh, is that right? Let me see here. I need I need Leaves? to know this before. Uh, but he, uh, he's he he moves the no.
1: chains well. That's the biggest thing. Is like I feel like there's barely ever stalled drives, you know, like a, a no first down drive basically. He doesn't really have much third three and out. He kind yeah. kind moves the ball.
0: I mean, he only but- has one touchdown pass in two games and he's like scored 60 points. So he is getting the job done, hasn't turned it over. Oh, he turned it over once with an interception. But uh yeah, I really hated on him for his lack of passing chops and, and he's really showed me that it doesn't really matter. It fucking doesn't matter. Um he'll come out and, and do whatever. So uh good for him. Good for Jalen Hurts. Um guy I was most impressed with, Amon Ra. Maybe I just have a, a Detroit fetish. Uh but but Amon Ra is just amazing. Just like he's I said, he's been killing it. The separation The I mean, the end arounds where he's just got so much room and just burns everybody, he's just an amazing football player. All right, a new segment that we haven't ever done. Um, and you know, this year we've tried to gear this podcast away from being too personal with people and try to get more general so that you know we can be free and easy and just talking about football and not just specifically our lead because who wants to listen to? somebody talk about somebody's shitty team in some league that they don't care about. Um, but today we're going to do Tuesday Trash Talk where we rant about a Gridiron member who has disappointed us and why. I'm going to let you go first. Tell us who you're talking about and why.
1: righty. So my Tuesday rant is going to be about the maestro Michael Ooh. And now this is a bit has to do with his history from last year of having a very solid team on paper preseason and then things happen during the regular season as they do and being unwilling to change, unwilling to make moves, unwilling to make big trades because of uh, like what we talked about earlier with like draft value, essentially where you drafted them and yes. what you perceive their value to be preseason. And, and he kind of stuck with his team all year, refused to do anything, ended up getting last place. I'm starting to see a bit of a trend with that right now because he did take a lot of players high. He, tra- he traded up to get extra picks in the first round. He's got players like Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Jamar Chase, uh, you know, that have a lot of value to him that to me personally, I would try to move at least one if not two of those. And try to get some value out of them while they still have that preseason uh, you know, lore of how good they might be this year. Um, you know, I know it's tough saying those names like Roger Stafford's Stafford, Stafford Chase, and Chase and thinking about getting rid of them, but that's that's the nature of the beast. That that's sometimes how it is, because uh, you know, you you gotta make moves, you gotta you gotta drop people. He's got two kickers on his team right now. Mm-hmm. Wasn't
0: an IR uh, spot, but yeah.
1: No, not anymore. Not anymore.
0: Bucker. So that, I mean, that, until he makes a move gotta, for this
1: week. Uh, okay, I'm I'm saying you gotta. Yeah. He's kind of waiting too long. I just don't want to see him wait wait like last. year. Yes, it's not too late right now.
0: Right, uh, taking yeah. L's like we talked about earlier in this podcast. Taking L's and realizing that you're not going to get back what you paid for a player. Is necessary to sometimes make the playoffs, and on some players, um, you know, some of the smartest fancy people once told me, "There's going to be people every year that hurt you. You're going to be wrong on some players every year. Don't let them mm-hmm. hurt you all year. Find them all quick year. and get rid of them." Um, and so, I agree. Yes, I I think that's that's a smart thing. I'm going to go with Brad. You bet. Uh, and here's why. I feel like uh, there's a bit of apathy. Now we are in a league that we have a standard set where you, everybody always sets a lineup and everybody's really into it and everybody's passionate about it. Um, But there's some players that don't uh, trade or they get somebody and it's really hurting them and they're getting offers left and right and left and right. And they decide, you know what, I'm just not going to do this. I'm going to hold on to him because everybody wants him. And last year, I mean, he's like second worst team in our league, right? He held on in a two quarterback league to Jimmy Garoppolo. And he would not trade him for anything in the world. Got all these deals uh, and just took L after L after L and eventually got second to last. You know, he just held on to him for so long. This year... Well, guess what? He's got Jimmy Garoppolo again as his third quarterback, and he's decided that uh, what I offered him last night, which I probably shouldn't have, but I did, was Tyree Kill and and uh, Hawkinson for Jimmy G and Metcalf, which is absolutely bonkers. Uh, what I wanted to do was solidify my quarterbacks so that Jimmy could play, and I was not forced to play Matt Ryan every week. So i could have jimmy and davis mills uh i could switch that out for jimmy and matt ryan um based on matchups um but i know jimmy is safe and he's not going to lose any games for me and so i was like you know i had drake london to fill in for tyree but i offer him that and i I said well you know what else are you looking for just like negotiation wise and he said don't know he just I, i don't know just replies i don't know comes back rejects it it's like you're not, you're just apathetic to the whole situation. You don't care. Um, so it's not that, Hey, I don't want to move this guy or I'm asking really high or one of those situations. It's literally just, I, I don't know, like whatever.
1: But we, we've no, all, we'll all known on. Brad to be more of an in-person trader. I feel like you got to buy him a drink and then yes. have four more with him and then start talking about trading. Sure. You know, if you're, if you're just, you know, middle of the week, sober text, that shit, that's not going to get it done.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I understand. And that's why I moved on. I mean, pretty much immediately. Uh, but if it's not me, then he's got to trade some. Don't hold people that can't help you from week to week. Don't hold them on your bench. I just traded Drake London for Trubisky because I know that I'm starting Reek and Cooks and uh, DJ Moore every single week. Yeah, I can deal with buys. That's why I picked up Greg Dorsch. I can deal with buys. Don't hold a starter on your bench for multiple weeks for any reason. If he's good, if somebody on your bench, and this is just me getting on my fancy soapbox. If somebody on your bench is playing well, well enough to start for somebody else's team, go make your team better. Go make your team better. Period. Don't hold him. His value is not going to get higher, and if it does get higher, it, it, this is not the stock market. I mean, it kind of is stock market, so I don't want to go there. But um, it, this is not a stock that you hold for a long time and then be like, "Oh, week ten, I knew he'd be, reach his his peak in week ten. Now I'm going to deal him." Like if somebody's doing well, Drake London's doing right now, and you can get a good deal for him, go do that. If if I had James Robinson, I haven't started him all year. I, I trade him to you. I got a good deal. I'm not going to start James Robinson. I like Ceh better in most situations. In fact, I I probably would have started Robinson this week, but I digress. Just saying, that's me getting on my soapbox. I I I don't want to get any deeper into that, but I'm glad I'm glad we got that off our chest, guy. Maybe we should do this weekly. I think it's therapeutic.
1: Yeah, I like it. I think it's good for us.
0: Yeah, uh, but let's get in the gambling corner. Uh, last week on Thursday night. I went, I did bad. Minus four and a half, I took for the Chiefs. Uh, They did not cover. They got backdoored Mm -hmm. on uh, Herbert's gimpy throw. Last minute touchdown. Last minute. Well, it wasn't really last minute, but it was in the last couple minutes. And he had that gimpy rib throw, which, by the way, we haven't even talked about Herbert and whether he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play, but... um, Yeah, on on props though it was C E H over seventeen and a half passing or receiving yards, and I did win that. So on the year I'm one and one on spreads, one and one on props, pretty much broken even. Um, This week, I think you'll like this, and I have to change it by the way because the spread has uh, moved. But Mm -hmm. I like Steelers plus four and a half. It was announced today, for your pleasure, that Miles Garrett is probably not going to play. And Javion Clowney is 100% out. So this frees up a little bit more time for Mitch Trubisky to either go out there and play some retro Mitch Trubisky, three touchdown, four touchdowns, slinging around the field, or just fuck up and uh, Pickett comes on the field. Because we know, I know Mike Tomlin's lying about playing Rudolph before he plays Pickett. I know
1: he's lying about that. This is a message to all Kenny Pickett owners. You can drop him now. (laughs) Since TJ Watt tore his pec, there is absolutely no way they're going to put Kenny Pickett into a game and force him to win the game for them. Before with a good, strong defense, maybe, sure. Before with a good, strong running back that got over 1,200 yards last year and isn't pretending to not be hurt. Maybe, sure. Now, with a defense that can't get a sack, a defense that can't touch a quarterback, that's just kind of sitting back and a running back that's like, I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. And they tell him to do a rope ladder and he's like, That hurts my feet. That that's (laughs) not a situation they're ever gonna put Kenny Pickett in. Until TJ Watt comes back and is actually healthy and is actually getting pressure on the quarterback. I don't think you're going to see Kenny Pickett at all because there's no way they're going to throw him into that situation. They were, didn't want him to even throw him in the situation when the defense was good. So I think Mitch Trubisky could go out there and lay a fucking egg and it doesn't matter because he's already pretty much done that. He he has looked so bad. Like, and, and you know, there were times where Matt Ryan was in the TV right next to it. And I was like, man, that's still bad. So I don't think any of it's going to help. I think. I will be rooting for the Steelers, but I fully assume that at any moment, Chubb will just break off a 60-yard run, and that will be the game. Hmm.
0: I like the Steelers. I'm taking the plus four and a half. Right now, they're plus four and a half. I'm taking the Steelers. By the way, I I think you're wrong. You know that gif uh, with the Simpsons people when they're all uh, rioting and they all have pickets and and torches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what – that's the people of Pittsburgh coming after Mike Tomlin if he doesn't put a picket if you guys lose like two or three more games. Uh
1: It might be. Without Watt up there, it doesn't matter. Because watching a Steelers defense that can't get pressure on the quarterback is so painful. It is yeah. the worst thing in the world. And if the defense can't get court, uh, pressure on the quarterback, that that's it. That's it, man. Kenny's not going to go out there and, and light it up for 45 points. So mm-hmm. – it's it well, sucks because we have great wide receivers, great wide receivers. Watching yep. uh, what's it called, um, George Pickens out there, literally doing nothing is even worse. But I blame it all on Trubisky. He's yep.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see. I my prop is Trubisky over and two hundred yards. Two hundred yards is very low for a quarterback that's not going to have Miles Garrett and uh, Javion Clowney in his face. 200 yards just give him 200 yards i'm actually going to start him in fancy over over davis mills this week all right just because of the miles garrett news and just because of what i saw flacco come out and do this browns defense i think trubisky it can be good at least this week come out give me 200 yards. that's what i'm taking i'm, I'm all Steelers this week baby
1: I, I hope you win man i hope you win
0: yeah okay sunday parlays where you throw a hundred dollars to win 260 uh I had I lost last week and the only one that I lost so was 3 for 4, the only one I lost was the goddamn Bengals could not do anything against the Cowboys and actually lost the game. All I needed to do was the Bengals win the game and they could not do that because they suck. Uh I'm going back to the Bengals this week. Uh <laughs> 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 uh Bengals okay, plus two. 1. Yeah, right back <laughs> right to them. Uh Bengals plus 1 against the Jets. I don't think that they can be that bad. Come on. You have just a cupcake schedule. And uh, and and now you're going on the road against the Jets. Uh, Flacco's getting another game. I, come on, you got to go out there and make something happen. So Bengals plus one, Patriots plus nine against the Ravens. Uh, playing the Patriots on the road is not easy. Uh, and I know there's going to be millions and millions and millions of dollars in public money on the Ravens minus three. I think that's an easy one. I like the the Patriots to come out plus nine uh, and at least keep this game close at home. Otherwise, I'd be worried about the Patriots going forward. Jags plus thirteen. I liked what they did last week uh, against against the Colts. I think that what I'm trying to do here is get on, like I talked about, uh, get on the train before they change the spread when Herbert is announced not playing. He's got mm-hmm. bruised. Rib cartilage, which like doesn't heal, we like it does not heal. The people are like, well, we'll see how he does next. It, he's going to be the way that Jameis is playing right now, and you see he's got like broken vertebrae or cracked vertebrae in his back. was like terrible to think of a football player getting hit with cracked vertebrae in his back. But the way that that is happening, like you could see that with Herbert all year, which. Just, Worries me immensely, but I'm not going to talk about trading or anything like that Herbert. But I feel like if he's out this week and they start Chase Daniel, Jaguars plus 13 is, like, great. I think that's just a great bet, and that's what I'm betting on. And last one, uh, Chiefs minus one. It's going to be really hard for me to uh, think that the Colts that we've seen the first two weeks come in and beat Patrick Mahomes, and one of the best teams in the AFC who have just looked like they're on fire. Uh, So I am strongly taking the Chiefs minus one in that one.
1: I like all of those. The only other one I'm worried about, again, is the Bengals, and it's because they're playing the Jets, which if Flacco plays again, Flacco likes beating teams he used to beat in the AFC North. Like mm-hmm. he, they should not have beat the Browns last week, and I feel like this week they should not beat the Bengals, but they probably will. Hmm.
0: No. I guess we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, I, I, this is like my last week on the Bengals, and uh, <laughs> if the Bengals don't win this week, I will be off the Bengals. I'll bet against the ba- the Bengals the rest of the fucking year. I don't care. Kind of like the the Panthers. If the Panthers can't beat the Saints at home with Jameis, I'll I'll up for break. I I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. I, I, I'm done with Panthers. I, I was, I, I said on Sunday, I was done with Drop Panthers. Ball. I'm probably not. I'm probably not done with them this week, but we'll, we'll have to see. We'll see how, how uh, froggy I get on Sunday. Uh, last week, your lineup was pretty hot in DraftKings. Uh I know I didn't
1: actually submit it. I didn't actually enter a uh a, like a, 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 that lineup and I was like watching it like during the games. I was like, damn, I think I would have made some money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> golf to Amon Ra. Um and I think you had one more De I
1: had DeVernay yeah. that was killing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh you got a return touchdown. So yeah, no, I mean it was it was pretty good. I liked it. Uh why don't you tell us about what you have this week?
1: This week I really like Jalen Hurts. Like I said, he just always seems to be making um, uh, positive plays running back. My favorite running back this week is uh, Clyde Edwards Lair. I think that the chiefs are not only using him a lot better in the game plan in general, but they're actually going to need to run the ball later and probably be up by a lot. Um, oh, I had Gibson in there, but I do I think, I think I took Gibson out. I took him out for someone else a little bit ago. Um, uh, but I think I replaced him with, um, Swift, and I like I still had money for Diggs as a wide receiver. I'm on Ross Saint Brown again, and I like Christian Kirk just because I think even if uh, Herbert does, if Herbert does play and they go up and he's all right, Christian Kirk, you know, gets a lot of garbage time. It, if not, they go to Christian Kirk early, might be all right. A little scared of that Chargers defense. We'll see. Uh, left me for a shitty tight end in Hunter Henry. Uh, another flex shitty tight end, Herb Smith. We got a touchdown last week, and I like the Jaguars D, especially if Herbert doesn't play. If Herbert doesn't play and it's Chase Daniel, Jaguars D could feast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the Jaguars D will probably be pretty chalky if, if Herbert doesn't play. Chalky By chalky, I mean that a lot. it will have some pretty high ownership, but I, yeah, I like the Jaguars D. I think they looked really good against Matt Ryan. We'll see if it was... They look really, really bad against Carson Wentz and really, really good against Matt Ryan, and I guess we'll have to see, you know, who breaks the tie there. Uh, I was going to talk shit about you having two tight ends there because I hate to play the tight end in the flex. It's because I I spent a
1: lot of money on the wide receivers. Right, right. It's the only thing I could afford.
0: Yeah. No, I understand. Um, But, you know, I also have two tight ends. I have tied (laughs) in my flex as well. Um, But I don't consider Pitts a – tight end as much as I consider him a receiver Mm kind of like Travis Kelsey I think that he's just points Mm -hmm. that are just going to accumulate um but I like Mariota so I'm going to go Mariota London stack against Seattle I think that that's Mm -hmm. pretty good uh and cheap um Joe Mixon against the Jets uh Leonard Fournette uh Justin Jefferson to come out and have a rebound week Olave who was targeted I, I did you watch that video that was sent in our group chat today where he was just targeted like ten he times, just kept game.
1: putting it up for him, man. It was crazy. Yeah. He just kept going.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just kept kept going. Uh, it was it was pretty amazing. He only caught one of them and he fumbled it. But I think that that's rookie problems, and and he'll he'll come around. Come right uh, back to him. Come right back to him. Uh, Ingram, for the Jaguars, a tight end. Uh, you know, hasn't really been featured. I feel like this is a week that they're going to have to come out and and feature him. Uh, Evan Ingram is superior talent or superiorly talented he's very very good and I I really think that he will show up this week and to finish it off for defense I have the commanders against the Eagles cheap low owned mm-hmm. coming off those Eagles uh that that Eagles offense I I really think the Washington D kind of shows out and and uh, plays plays up to their price so that's what I got how about survivor picks let's take one shot. You're still in your survivor, right?
1: I am still alive. I took the Rams over the Atlanta Falcons last week. I bet on the Atlanta Falcons defense being really bad, basically. Um, this week, man, there's a lot of coin flips to me. There's a lot a of coin lot. flips. You can see a lot of games going either way. The My surest thing, knock on wood, is like what you were saying earlier, the Chiefs over the Colts. I think that's the surest bet.
0: even though you're using or you're losing I'd be using my Chiefs Chiefs. I'm losing your Chiefs
1: it's just so many other games are are toss-ups to me because even like my other favorite would I I love the Bills right now but they're going up against a team that just put up six touchdowns like if if there is any week to pick them I don't want to pick them against a team that could put up six touchdowns basically you You don't want
0: to use the Bills in this situation you don't want to use the Bills
1: yeah that would be my other favorite but that's that's really that's really it maybe new orleans over carolina yeah and but that's a division game i do not pick division matchups normally because anything can happen to those well i'm
0: I'm picking a division matchup uh what do you think because i feel like you would not pick this team for the rest of the year and that is the new york giants Uh, i think monday night football giants cowboys i think the giants Come to play. I don't think that Cooper Rush Magic it, it did not impress me enough to think that okay. they could come out and and beat this team on the road. Uh, you know, Cooper Rush came out a, against a team that is looked flat, was bad. They didn't even score a lot of points. They had to win on a last-second field goal. Okay. Uh, Giants at home. That's the only time you're going to use the Giants. I can almost I, guarantee. I, it.
1: I, I agree with that. my My biggest thought with that. Giants are playing well right now. Danny Dimes throwing dimes, Saquon running well. Biggest issue, they're playing on Monday night. Giants don't play under the lights. Giants barely know what primetime means. Giants fans have to pull out a dictionary to figure out what that means. They are 26 and 47 and 3 all time on Monday night because they do not do Monday night very often. When they get there, they go, oh, I can't see anything. There's lights everywhere. Never played at night. (laughs) <laughs> so it, that, those are the little things you got to look at you know like oh. they're playing great but then all of a sudden everybody's watching and the pressure's on Danny Dimes goes oh, oh oh I'm the same fuck up I've always been you know like that's the things you got to worry about
0: I so. can't wait till Monday night where I see Danny Dimes throw a pick or something and I go he's, he's never played at night <laughs> oh all right it's I love it. these weekly talks with you Scott I love uh getting together and And, you know, talking some football, I know you're 0-2, but I wish only good things for you in week three. Everybody else out there who is 0-2, you know, I pray that you uh, soon find the win column. Everybody who is 2-0 or 1-1, thank your lucky stars and continue that winning philosophy. Thanks for listening to us, guys. We will talk to you next week, same time, same place. See ya. Well, we
1: have no empty simulation no. Das liegt